Hello everyone, this is the study group and today we're talking about creativity and how we fit uh, different creative outlets in our busy lives. Since we are students, it's really hard for us to actually uh, find some time to uh, to do something uh, related to creativity, to actually, uh, I don't know, find something that we are passionate about that is outside of school and that we can actually do in our limited spare time. So despite having such little time, it is really crucial to have such an outlet for yourself in your life. Uh, because this, uh, even though even though that we don't prioritize creativity and uh, uh, we don't really find any time to do something that is not related to school, but we are passionate about, uh, it is really beneficial for our health. And today we're going to talk about uh, the health benefits as well as different uh, hobbies and interests you can do. You can you can have for yourself outside school. First of all, I just wanted to ask you a quick question. Do you do anything um, creative in your life or do you have any hobbies that you would like to share today? Uh, yes, so uh, I like to think about this uh, creative outlet as a way to maybe uh, put all of those emotions that uh, are generated uh, throughout the whole day, uh, I don't know, in school, for example, the stress, all of that, to put it into something, to put it into a project, uh, instead of maybe, uh, maybe, uh, oh, oh gosh, <laughs> um, instead of putting it uh, into other people, uh, create something beautiful, maybe, and uh, for me, it's really healing, uh, maybe. And also, throughout making this kind of a project, uh, you can uh, have an impact on other people, uh, on the whole world, even. Uh, so yeah, um, those, I think, uh, should not be even really big things, but it should be something that you personally feel that uh, makes you feel better, maybe. Uh, allows you to be more focused uh, maybe on some aspects of your life. Uh, yes. Uh, so for example, for me, uh, this is uh, this is working out, uh, this is cooking, uh, even painting sometimes. Um, it's, it has to be something that I can like turn off my mind for, for a little bit uh, and maybe maybe use some of that uh, creative parts. I don't know. <laughs> oh yeah, that totally makes sense. And I I thought about cooking and uh, working out. And actually, I've read articles online, and I've actually proved it uh, myself that uh, oftentimes cooking such like uh, notorious and very um, I don't know mundane tasks such as cooking or something as uh, seemingly boring as working out could actually uh, serve as uh, meditation for uh, people and sort of uh, sort of have certain benefits to their health as well as their well-being as I said and cooking working out are, are such great hobbies for uh, doing just that does anyone else have any interesting hobbies or uh, even if they're not interesting it's worth sharing I do I uh, I actually like sewing in my spare time. I have a sewing machine and I am self-taught. So if I do make clothes for you, they might fall off. But um, yeah, it's a, it's a really nice hobby because uh, you completely forget about uh, your schoolwork and school life because you can't sort of, you can't be half focused when you're sewing you have to give all of your creativity into your project uh so i definitely like doing it and it definitely sort of helps me de-stress uh and also like uh, you said i also like cooking uh, especially baking uh but i don't think baking is very good for me because uh it's something i can do quickly and i usually use it as a form of procrastinating and i tell myself that oh you're doing something creative 
um, in fact, I just don't want to study. And then I end up sort of stress eating. And it's not really but yeah, that's what I do. Oh, gosh. That was to me also, but uh, as you said, baking is, is a bit different for me, for example, because every time I'm stressed, I just have to bake a banana bread. Banana bread just releases uh, all my uh, stress and it really has an oddly cathartic effect on me. Wow. Um, just baking a banana bread and especially lately, I've been listening to a lot of Christmas music and... Just make it, make myself a hot chocolate and uh, eat some banana bread, listen to music, and it's really that simple and just uh, just really relax. That sounds really nice. Yeah. It is really nice. It is really nice. Unfortunately, I don't have much time to do that every week, but every time I get a minute um, or like it takes about an hour for me to make a, a batch of banana bread, but yeah, I really enjoy doing it doing it and uh and yeah i guess I'm, I'm not i'm not that good at baking but i don't think that's really the point <laughs> so so yeah yeah sure so like uh when i was wondering about creativity i like thought if we could categorize sport like as a kind of creativity uh but yeah, as we are talking about hobbies and passions, uh, I wanted to mention, like, you know, I'm horse riding, a horse girl. But I have to admit that uh, that's what I think Asha and uh, also Zosha mentioned. It is something that lets you forget, like, about everything else. And literally, when you, like around horse and you're riding or just doing anything you don't think about anything else basically and uh, that's something i really love about it uh, and also i think that uh, in general like uh, connection with animals not only horses but like whatever if you have a dog or a cat it really helps you and releases some negative emotions i think that people with animals can definitely agree on that one uh yeah but apart from that you also mentioned cooking uh i'm laughing because like um people who saw my uh, baking or uh cooking or tasted your baking <laughs> stop it well it wasn't that bad my cake said okay uh yeah but i think i need to show you sometime i i like to do that sometimes but uh usually it ends up um well i think you just need to see it uh however i think it's like um uh, i don't know it's just fun <laughs> yeah and uh what else i also thought about singing because like, uh, I think we can also count that as a creativity. I don't know. Maybe it's kind of artistic, let's say. Yeah, so that's basically something I do every single day. Uh, usually when I'm at home, so my family uh, has to deal with it. Uh, but... Uh, also in other places like I love singing and it just makes me happy just like music so yeah I think that's that's yeah majority of things that I've mentioned well I find I find that singing is really really cool but I just wanted to ask you do you uh do you like just sing songs in your room or do you like do uh, any voice drills or practice it I am um, didn't get that ah well so uh usually i just sing songs but uh for some period uh in my life like a few years ago 
but actually like the last time i was on some singing lessons was i think a year ago but i uh like resigned because uh horses took all my time and i couldn't manage uh to do both actually but for oh, example what? yeah but like uh when i want to uh, sing something more complicated or uh, i don't know maybe practice for some longer time i do some like let's say i don't know how to call it but singing exercises before it uh, so you know i don't uh, harm my um you know voice and, or throat or that stuff uh yeah so then i do some particular exercises but overall it's just you know singing by yourself and it just makes me so much happier all the time so yeah, I actually don't know what it is about singing that just uh, provide this uh, outlet to release all your emotions. Because also, I am really bad at singing. To be honest, I'm awful at it. But uh, despite that, I always sit in my room and every time I'm stressed about school or I'm working on a problem and I cannot solve it and I just get so overwhelmed. So I blast Christmas music and sing Santa Baby. Yeah, uh, as you should. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's great. So yeah, singing, I, I think it has something to do with the uh, hormones, but I'm very, very bad at biology, so <laughs> I don't want to make false assumptions. Yeah, but also, like, apart from music, it is, like, so wholesome and fulfilling when, for example, also lyrics, you know, is relatable, and then it makes music, like, even, I don't know, two or three or hundred times better. Yes, especially, for example, uh, music always matches my mood, since most of the time I listen to music when I feel like uh, and I'm really, really sad or uh, I really just want to cry. For example, I don't want to listen to happy music to like kind of get me out of that state. Yeah. But I just want to see music that makes me wants to want to cry even more, which uh, is something I cannot explain. Yeah, collapsing in your depression. Yeah. yeah. Why do people do that? <laughs> I don't know, but it's kind of helpful in a way. I, but I think people look pretty when they cry at first, so it is kind of fun. Yeah, and then you're like swollen the next day. Yeah, but then, okay, but at first you look really pretty. <laughs> cool. What are you going <laughs> to do about it? Well, you know, well, that, that's, a, that's a very unpopular opinion here. Yeah. <laughs> People are pretty when they cry. Yeah, but the first five minutes, then it maybe, goes down. Zosha, you're maybe gone. you're pretty when you cry. Send me a photo sometime. I <laughs> sure, I have, a, I have a whole album. Want to see it? Oh, sure. <laughs> Send me pics later on. <laughs> okay. Um. Well... Well, music is actually a great, a great hobby, a great little uh, uh, thing people can do, and it's, it's probably it's probably really accessible because you can actually cry <laughs> on a bus ride to school <laughs> or from school, or right. actually sometimes I sometimes I sing while I do my homework. Uh, I don't know how those two things actually go together because I have to be focused on my homework. But uh, for some reason, um, I don't know, I'm more productive when I <laughs> sing very loudly and do my homework at the same time. I feel like music sort of enhances my productivity because if I just have music in the background, I feel like, you know, like you said, during your, during your homework, I feel like cleaning my room. I feel like cooking and doing things. So music is good, but not always for studying because I was just learning about the First World War and um, I wrote instead of, I think, Triple Alliance, I wrote Taylor at first for Taylor Swift and I had to change it and it was a bit of a problem, but it's fine. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> Taylor Swift in First World War. That is funny. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is everywhere. Yeah, but you see, it's Triple Alliance, and Taylor Swift's middle name is Allison. So T 
triple T for Taylor and A for Allison. And it, my brain just thought of that. And it was, it was a problem. Um, so, and now we've talked about our hobbies. And now I just wanted to, uh, I guess, give you some ideas and just um, ask you what you think about certain other hobbies that we haven't mentioned, but uh, things that uh, people actually often do to kind of fill in this time, um, uh, this leisure time, let's say. Uh, well, what do you think about journaling? I've actually heard many people journal um, as a way to, I guess, release stress and just uh, relax. Well, actually, I always do that when I'm really anxious. I feel that uh, when I when I have this uh, like chaos in my mind and I'm really stressed and uh, I don't want to get out of my bed in the morning, this is a great list of signs that I need to journal, uh, that I need to journal. And uh, I usually just take this one notebook that I have and I just write everything, every single thing that I feel there is like in my mind at this point. Uh, I just want to get, get rid of this. And later on, I just try to make, uh, make, a plan maybe make a list or just maybe address some of those uh things that uh came to my mind uh during journaling and i always feel better uh, after this well yes i've actually read an article a whole article about journaling which you would be able to find in the description uh and according to many studies conducted uh in us actually journaling uh is is a great way for students to unwind and release stress in a, a very healthy way it slows your it slows your heartbeat heart rate uh and actually um, boosts your dopamine serotonin which are both as we all know hormones related to uh positive emotions happiness in general and just um mental well-being so according to <laughs> specialists, uh, journaling is a, and it's actually is a, a very, I guess it doesn't take very much time, for example, as, uh, uh, doesn't take as much time, for example, as horse riding or cooking or sport. And I guess it, it could be compared to music, but journaling is something, uh, at least in my opinion, something that is more personal, something that people do just to, rearrange uh uh i don't know sort out your mind your thoughts and just um, kind of uh, talk to yourself in a way because people are well they rarely actually spend time uh, with themselves to just uh, uh to just have a sort of conversation with yourself just I, I, I cannot really explain it uh, the way I feel journaling uh, because I have actually, I've never journaled. I, I try to, yes, uh, also when I felt very, very anxious, but I guess those were just, um, uh, I just needed to get out all the anger and hatred I had for a certain situation or a person, just get it uh, out on paper and just looking at it. I guess my problems just seemed not as not as uh, big, not as uh, um, scary as they as they were before. Has um, anyone else tried journaling? And if you have, um, can you describe your experience in a way? Like, I have to admit that, you know, when I was younger, like, usually, uh, like, a lot of children have those diaries, you know, and uh, write some stuff. And then uh, after some years when I read it, I felt, you know, such cringe while reading it that I uh, couldn't write anything for quite a long period of time because I was like 
quite embarrassed like you know uh, how could I write like this or um, something like that but uh, like on my birthday I think Pula and Zosia gave me like a not a notebook but you know just a journal or something like that and set to like write whenever I feel uh, like I need to or something and I was like hmm well maybe but I have to admit that recently uh, I don't know life became harder <laughs> and uh, due to different situations in my life I was like why not giving it another try and I actually started to write something from time to time and I have to admit that it's I don't know quite um, no it gives some kind of relief and then uh, what is like even uh better when after some time I read it and I was like wow and that problem that bothered me like some time ago now is actually gone so uh it also can show some kind of progress if you make one yes I guess a human mind can get a bit convoluted sometimes and just all the stress all the emotions all contradictory opinions and thoughts and I guess you just need time and space sometimes uh, the space that your brain occupies is not enough and you can act you need to actually um, I guess put it on paper to uh, see it from a different perspective all your problems or your worries or um, also a great another type of journals that I have seen but I've never tried this a what is it called is a, a gratitude journal something like gratitude journaling have you ever heard of that not really it's basically from 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 what I what I've heard is uh, a journal where you write all the things you're grateful for every day and it supposedly it boosts your um I, it has something to do with the release of dopamine to basically makes you feel better because sometimes we forget about the things we own and things that we already have in our lives that make us happy. The idea is much more profound. It's, what I'm saying right now is a brief, uh, uh, it's a bit superficial, but the main idea is that uh, grief, gratitude journaling allows people to, uh, well, as the name suggests it, uh, to be grateful for the things they already have. Uh, because sometimes, as I said, people forget about things they already should be grateful for. Um, what do you think about this idea? And, and would you do that if you had more time or if you uh, had an opportunity to, I guess, start a journal like that? I actually do something slightly similar to that because um well I sort of before I went to bed I was sort of start telling myself what I was thankful for I didn't write it down or anything but I just uh, said it in my head and it's nice to sort of recap and think oh my day wasn't that bad but um because I find that in normal journaling you often focus on the bad things because you want to relieve stress. Yes, that, that's actually the difference. And I guess what you're doing is, is exactly the same thing, but I guess uh, writing it down helps you visualize it and make it more physical uh, as opposed to just uh, residing somewhere in your mind. It just helps you to uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Put, put it in the world so, in a sense. Yeah, and I think it's also nice to come back to because as we were sort of speaking about journals, I uh, went and grabbed one of my old journals from like primary school and I read a little page and I just saw how happy I was and it, and it, it made me happy. So I think coming back to the things that you're thankful for could be quite, could have a positive effect on your daily life. Um, actually coming back to this idea of uh, childhood journals, I've actually, I also had journals like that, but when I was 15 or 14, uh, I opened them and I was 
was uh, um, I was basically cringing at them so hard, and I found them so embarrassing that I literally burned them. Oh my god! I actually, regret oh, wow. this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was so angry at myself. I was so, I guess, embarrassed that uh, people will find out what emotions and feelings I had and the things that I worried about were so meaningless to to me back then but now I actually look back it was like three years ago too um and I already regret this decision because it's it's my history it's something that is no matter how cringy and embarrassing it is it is worth looking back at and just uh, reflecting on uh, the person I was uh, but coming back to hobbies because I I think I think we got a little bit sidetracked here um so gratitude journaling is is actually a great way to uh to just i don't know uh i guess focus on the good sides as sasha has mentioned because uh because yeah journals usually uh focus on the bad sides and the things we don't like things we uh want to get rid of in our lives but gratitude journaling just emphasizes the good in our life and and helps us uh, be more grateful for the things we already possess. Um, so yeah, that's that's also a great way to uh, spend your free time. We haven't talked much. We haven't talked much about sports. So I just wanted to come back to come back to that and ask you, what do you think about sports as a, a way uh, to uh, be creative. Actually, I'm in the middle of preparation for a marathon. Um, oh my! And I would like to um, try it. Uh, try it in the, like in this uh, this spring or uh, in the summer. I would like to run a marathon. Uh, so right now, uh, my life consists of trainings that are. Uh, dedicated to running itself and also I go to the gym mm, five times a week uh, because yes because I I'm just trying to um, get a proper uh, strength for that but actually um, I feel that running uh, is great for my mental health really and I just um, I kind of do it uh, because it's like um, it's both creative, but also productive in a way, because I feel that it's great for my health. Uh, and also, I would say that in a way, after this kind of, after a run, after, for example, today I, 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 I came back from running, uh, I guess, 60 minutes or something. And I remember that when I came home, I felt such a huge boost of endorphins. And also, I... I became really like inspired to do things and I I thought about a project that I want to accomplish this year and also uh, I I wrote an essay in like an hour because I, I knew exactly what I wanted to do so I don't know maybe during this run uh, subconsciously I was just figuring out my problems <laughs> in a way I don't know uh, but this is this is how it works for me and uh, I really love running but uh, it's kind of tricky with running, I guess, because uh, it's one of those activities that you start doing and you're like, oh my God, it's so hard. I can't do it. Uh, I hate it. Uh, and it's going to be like this for a few months, maybe. Uh, it's, it's a pain, let's say. But there is this one day uh, that comes after after some time when you wake up and you are like immediately like, Thinking, thinking about this running and you're like really keen uh, to go and you really want to go and, and you are just super excited about this run. And then you realize that you, you just, um, you fall in love with this. Um, yeah, so, so it's tricky, but it's really worth it. Um, uh, I really recommend. Yes, I actually uh, found that the hardest part of doing a sport or just working out is uh, actually uh, getting up and going to the gym or uh, actually uh, the process of preparation 
for the activity itself than the actual sport or the actual workout. Because uh, even though it is hard, uh, the endorphins and all uh, the, I, I don't know, for example, when I work out and when it gets hard, I'm just super happy that I am able to endure this, uh, I guess, this trial, this uh, challenge that I have set up for myself. Uh, and yeah, I'm just super, super happy when I am able to uh, surpass my previous record or uh, go go bigger, go go farther, or, or basically just do more. Uh, every time I uh, I work out, and actually after uh, uh, every workout, I also as you as you said, I also feel this uh, need to be productive, even though most of the times I'm productive anyway. But uh, I always feel like it's super forced, but like I force myself uh, and it's not based on motivation, but rather uh, hard discipline. But after I work out, I'm just, I just feel so inspired to go, go out and do things. And actually, I actually haven't mentioned that, but I'm just, I was just super, super curious if you feel that too after your workout. Basically, uh, I eat chocolate, junk food and other things that are not really good for your health uh, quite often. But the thing about sports is that every time after, uh, after I finish a workout and I just go to a grocery store just to get a snack after my workout, I never reach out for sugar or anything too salty, anything too sugary. I always go for something super, super healthy. Uh, I don't know if it has something to do with the workout itself or because I've already have a routine that every time after a workout I eat something healthy. But and actually, I think I've read about it online that some people also have this thing when uh, they feel a need to actually eat healthy and eat actually eat foods that are beneficial for your health after, immediately after a workout. Do you have that too, or is it just me? I do. I I, I don't work out anymore, but when I did, uh, I, I did the exact same thing that you were talking about. But I found that at some point, my motivation for working out started to be to sort of lose weight. And so I would... If, when I was working out, I would constantly start obsessing over my food and uh, and start thinking that, oh, I'm working out, so I'm burning all those calories that I ingested. And then every time I finish working out, I'd be like, oh, did my waist get smaller? Did this happen? Did this happen? And it was sort of, it was a downward spiral. And it, yeah, it, it made me sort of obsess over food a bit more than I should. I don't know if it's something uh, that you feel personally, but uh, actually I've noticed that uh, when I tell, for example, when I worked out, uh, when I went to a gym, because uh, I did dancing for many years, but when, when I had an injury, I, um, I was basically just going to the gym uh, just to kind of uh, get back on track. Well, and when people ask me why I go to the gym and I just told them that I need a way to release my emotions and just uh, do something completely unrelated to school or uh, to to dancing or anything else in my life, people usually did not believe me because, uh, and I've actually, uh, I've got a lot of comments that, well, people usually go uh, to the gym to I don't know, get a perfect body or get that six pack or just like, um, I guess to look better and kind of enhance your physique, which I find, uh, I don't think that's true for many people who go to the gym because for, for example, it might be true at the very beginning. Many people go to the gym just to, um, just to look better. But I don't think many people realize, especially those who do not work out regularly, that sport is um, it's, it's really something that has to do with emotions. And I think if you work out a lot, it just you just kind of feel um, this excitement every time you go to the gym or you work out. And it 
Yes, it is not a dread. It is not a chore. It's just Yes, exactly. uh, it becomes your hobby, and you don't do that for uh, I don't know to lose weight or to have a perfect body anymore. You just do that to enjoy yourself in a way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. I I agree. For instance, for me, sort of the the turning point in my let's say bad relationship with working out was when. Uh, we had a PE in school and we had to, I think, run outside. And I realized that I wasn't tired when I uh, ran, I think, one circle. And I was like, wow, so this is actually paying off. And that's when I realized that uh, working out really shouldn't be focused on the whole perfect body thing, but more on the things you can do and how happy it makes you. Yes, absolutely. Working out is is actually wonderful, and uh, I, I'm very sad, and it just makes me, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Just like it's very sad that many people view it uh, as a as a way to uh, look prettier, or uh, I don't know, look a certain way, and just um, basically reasons that are not really. related to this, uh, how, do, how do I put it, this essence to the true, true reason why working out is so good for people. Um, so yeah, do you have any other comments or anything you want to say um, related to working out and sports? Well, like, I wanted to say that I also agree completely. And, like, for example, I remember that, um, well, that was also uh, some time ago on holidays. But when I started running, my motivation was just, like, I don't know, to enhance my, uh, you know, like, some physical abilities to have a better stamina and that stuff. So it was more like setting yourself some goals maybe that you want to achieve in sport rather than uh, some kind of uh, burden or uh, some other negative connotations that people have with uh, sports. And I also view that as uh, something that would help me with uh, horse riding because I've noticed that for example uh, I'm become like tired uh, too quickly so I decided that if I want to improve in one sphere then I can I don't know do something else you know and same for example with stretching so it's like all of it overlaps with itself so yeah Yes, I totally agree with Nastka. And I also wanted to say, uh, coming back to this uh, gym uh, kind of uh, discussion, I just wanted to say that even though working out and going to the gym is amazing because you can just work on your body, on your strength, on all of that, I personally uh, really used to struggle uh, when I first started going to the gym. And I also feel that a lot of women uh, constantly have this problem uh, that um, there is this weird sort of uh, association with women uh, working on their uh, strength. And there is this association that women are the ones that, I don't know, do cardio all the time, that uh, want to lose weight, to have a smaller body, uh, and this is really, it's really frustrating for me. And uh, it's really patriarchy again, uh, because when I started working on my uh, muscles, when I started like gaining muscle in order to uh, be faster, to run faster, but also in order to be able to, um, I don't know, defend myself, for example, uh, even this, it's, it's so simple as that. Uh, I remember like hearing a lot of comments uh, around this that, oh my God, you're going to get so bulky. Oh my God, uh, women are not supposed to do that. It's uh, like, it's so annoying that uh, men in this society uh, are the ones who can be strong, but women, no, it's not really recommended. I don't know if you uh, have ever... Uh, Maybe this is just uh, my observation, or maybe you, you experienced this. Um, 
I would really like to hear about this. Actually, I uh, I did not believe that that, that sort of discrimination and uh, still exists in our days. And I thought working out just become just became uh, an activity and something that everyone can do. Uh, and even even lifting weights, for example, when I uh, had when I had my injury and I couldn't basically dance anymore, uh, I started lifting weights, which is something uh, totally new for me. I did not do it like professionally. I just started lifting. Um, I did not lift much. <laughs> Let's just say that. But uh, but the the fact remain the fact remains that I started lifting weights. And actually, my dad was the first person who um, uh, gave me a comment and basically said that uh, basically that probably I should not do that. But he wasn't like uh, openly, uh, openly saying to me that women should not work out and having uh, muscles uh, for women is just uh, unacceptable. Uh, he basically, when I asked him why, I shouldn't lift weights. He didn't say anything. Uh, probably because he was too, mm, I don't know, embarrassed or too scared to basically say that out loud, to say it so bluntly to me, to his daughter, that uh, she shouldn't work out because uh, she will gain muscles. And that is, uh, in I don't know, maybe in his books, uh, being a woman with uh, muscles is uh, unacceptable, but uh, but yeah, that was a, that that was just a moment that I still remember, even though it happened over a year ago. We basically never talked about it again, but this moment was just um, it was uh, uh, the, like at that time I realized something. I thought like such uh, such discrimination and such, uh, I don't know, uh, conservative views on sexuality and on uh, femininity are were outdated, or if they existed, they were somewhere far away and Middle East countries where maybe uh, people do not have uh, that much access to information, to they don't have access to uh, different views and ideas, but actually, um, uh, I had to face this kind of, uh, conservative views, ideas, and discrimination in my own house, which, which is, uh, which is a weird experience for me. And, but I thank God that, the thing about that my dad never brought it up again. And I just kept working out just, yeah, just this, uh, conversation kind of still it stuck with me and I still think about it sometimes. Yeah, but I also like agree that this is a really common problem. And I also couldn't count like all the times that I've heard like, aren't you scared that from riding you'll have some like bulky legs or like be careful, just don't work out or exercise too much or you'll get, you know, like thick or bulky or other stuff. So I think that this is like really unfair and just what uh, do these people think like do they think that you do all that to I don't know impress them or like do you even care what they think about your appearance it's just so nonsense for me yeah because that just comes from a place and just comes from the idea that people work out to impress others to kind of look better to others which is totally not true and it's it, it makes me so sad that uh, that's what people I actually had friends I, do, I know I'm getting a bit sidetracked again but I've had friends who uh, gave up dancing it was at a very early stage when I was uh, when I was around 11 or 12 uh, when I um, only well, when I was becoming professional uh, when I was uh, joining a professional league, basically. Uh, and the girls who were in the dance class with me, many of them um, gave up dancing because they were afraid of uh, gaining too much muscle. 
And I actually asked them, who told you, who told you that you're going to gain muscle and who told you that it's bad for you if you're going to have, uh, if you're going to be uh, bulky. Yeah. Uh, and they actually uh, told me that it was, it was their, uh, it was like their moms and, and dads and their parents and their aunts and uncles and friends who influence sort of, uh, they influenced their choice and told them that working out is not something a, a proper girl should do especially doing it professionally for many hours a day which is super sad because I I, I think uh, many of those girls would have become great dancers and it's just sad that they could never actually truly realize their potential yeah but this is actually really sad that like really often it's your also like closest i don't know some surrounding that tells you such things and i don't know it's it's actually sad and you don't expect that from them because uh, you, you you expect those people to always support yourself and yeah, i don't exactly. know kind of, um, even even though other people uh would judge you and uh, I don't know, talk about you in this way, in a very judgmental way. Uh, you would expect your close ones to to not do that. But I'm pretty sure in their eyes, they sort of, uh, they're looking out for you, for you and they're trying to make you feel better because for some reason, they are sure that they uh, know best, which, yeah. which is often... It's like a difference in perspectives. Yes. And, but basically, just to sum up what we uh, said about sports and uh, creativity and how those two are connected. Uh, well, I just wanted to, to say how sports is just something that I guess takes a bit more time than such simple tasks, uh, tasks as uh, journaling or listening to music or singing, but uh, I think the experience and the experience itself and the emotions you get uh, out of uh, out of your workout, out of working out uh, itself is uh, I think I think it's worth it. And if you're out there and you really uh, just have a spare hour or two in your week. Just find a find a local gym where you can go, and or even at home. There's many um, at home workouts you can do every day for at least twenty minutes. Uh, uh, just to and actually see the results because uh, I'm sure they'll be worth it. Um, so yeah. I, th I think that was, uh, I think we, we, we finished with all the different sports, all the different activities, all the different hobbies you can do to, I guess, um, boost your creativity and just do something completely unrelated to school to um, help you with your mental well-being and just um, make you a happier person in general. And now, uh, the last question that I wanted to to ask was how do you actually find the time and to, to, to do all those things uh, we've already mentioned a lot of different um, hobbies and activities you can do uh, but the question remains uh, what uh, are some tips and what are some time management advice you can give um, to sort of find this time to squeeze in at least one of those uh, activities to uh, to be creative in your day-to-day -day life. Well, I find that, for instance, when I come home, I always sit down and start sort of wasting my time by looking on social media or watching YouTube videos. And I think. A lot of people do that when they come home and they turn on Netflix or something. And instead of doing that, you could focus on doing something creative, which would give you some satisfaction because you're being productive and also help you to sort of relieve stress before you start, I don't know, studying. Yeah, that's actually a great way to, do, to find some time because uh, I try to 
remember I do that quite often just try to count how many hours I have in the day and how many hours I need to work sleep and eat and do the uh, take a shower and all those necessary things I have to do in a day many hours I have left and when I look at how many hours I have left uh, um, after I counted out all the other things I actually have quite a lot of time in the day and I just uh, always wonder where where did all this time go when I uh, didn't finish my assignment on time or um, didn't finish my homework and had to pull an all-nighter just to just to do that uh, and the, I guess the best advice I can give is just uh, fill in every little every moment of your life with uh, with uh, with something. Uh, I know this helps um, sometimes to sort of plan out your day uh, minute by minute. I know it's a bit extreme and many people may not um, may not agree with that with that method, but by planning your uh, day every second, every moment of uh, of your day, you can actually find time to read, for example. Many people struggle with with reading because they say they don't have time to do that and reading is a great way to sort of meditate and reflect on your life it also slows your heart rate and um, uh, releases a lot of dopamine uh, in your blood uh, and sort of uh, if you if you think you don't have time to read I assure you you do because there's so many uh, so many there's there's so much time in your day that you spend basically doing nothing for example uh, on your ride to school or uh, during breaks you can uh, of course I'm talking about reading and I'm uh, talking about reading as an example and you can do many things like that just uh, I guess eliminate all the unproductive things from your life and if they are well unproductive they should be at least creative and it's really about not about uh, the quality uh, of your f not about the quantity of your free time but about the quality um, yes uh, I totally agree on that and also I wanted to say that what really helped me was analyzing my day and my mood throughout the day uh, my energy throughout the day and uh, what what I was trying to do was I wanted to determine uh, which times of my day are uh, the ones that I'm most likely to use for work uh, and which are the ones that I'm going to uh, spend uh, procrastinating. And I realized that after school, uh, when I come home, uh, this is the worst time for me because my energy levels uh, are at lowest uh, there is no way i can work uh, at that time because i'm just tired after school uh, my mental health is just i mean not mental health but my head is just uh, a massive chaos and uh, i changed that uh, and right now i have this routine that after school ends i'm just going immediately to the gym and i just spend like 45 minutes there I uh, I work out, I just, I try to completely unwind and then I just uh, get out of the gym, go home and my energy uh, just comes back to me uh, in a way and I, I feel that I can work now. I, I mean that like at this point I feel that my head has rested, uh, like this hour really helped, maybe two hours. Uh, helped and I'm I'm just inspired, creative. Uh, otherwise, I would just use this time for like uh, I don't know, uh, scrolling through my phone, and uh, it would give me nothing really. Uh, so I, I feel that productive rest uh, is a good uh, way to solve this problem. Yes, productive uh, productive rest is a great way to describe this phenomenon. And I just wanted to also uh, say that if, for example, if working out uh, right after school is not something you would prefer, which I, th I think I think it's a great way to 
uh, relax after school, but I think uh, for some people it might not work perfectly. Uh, what I do sometimes when I come back from school and when I feel so tired, I cannot, uh, I cannot work. Uh, instead of uh, watching something on YouTube or scrolling to, through social media, I just take a quick nap uh, after 15 to 20 minutes, I wake up and I feel refreshed and I'm ready to work. Uh, whereas if I spent this time watching YouTube or uh, scrolling through social media, I would have spent 40 to uh, 40 minutes to a whole hour. Uh, and actually I would feel uh, less uh, rested and I would feel less prepared to to start working. So yeah. Uh, there's many things you can do to kind of um, to rest in, in, in a productive way uh, and uh, really don't uh, waste your time on things that really will, will bring you nothing. So I know it's hard. I know it's hard sometimes. It takes a lot of practice, a lot of discipline, a lot of willpower. But uh, in the end, I think it's it's, it's really worth it. So... Uh, so yeah, do you have anything else to say relating to time management? Like, I don't know, also from my experience, I think that's something you've already mentioned. But as I live quite far away from school and every day it takes me like one hour, uh, I don't know, like overall two or even more hours a day to commute it's like uh, a lot of time so usually uh, on the bus or rather on a train I try to read something or if I don't have motivation at least you know listen to some audiobook or I don't know even podcast is more productive than you know just sitting and doing literally nothing uh, but also the same uh, when I was uh, going uh, to a stable because like previously it was even harder because it took me overall two hours just you know uh, going there itself uh, not speaking about the training and uh, whole thing now it's uh, a bit less but still you can always do something in that time like even if you can't I don't know read you're too tired you can always listen to something so I think that's also helpful. Yes, I always uh, I, I always try to do something uh, productive uh, on the bus uh, when I uh, on my way to school because it takes me like also about forty minutes to get to school, forty minutes uh, to go back, and that's actually like a lot of time when I could be doing something uh, something productive. I also try to read more or um, just listen to some music. Uh, when I'm not feeling uh, like, when, for example, sometimes I, I don't, I basically am not able to uh, retain any information. <laughs> well, in those, I at least try to listen to a podcast or uh, a mu some music in a foreign language just to, um, I don't know, just to uh, educate myself even while uh, even when I'm not feeling like uh, doing anything at all. Yeah, th those are some great tips. Thank you so much. I just wanted to say, com coming back to this, uh, one last thing. I think that uh, this, uh, I don't know how this, oh, maybe like this. Uh, there is this thing called uh, productive daydreaming. Uh, I'm not sure whether this is the official name of this, but uh, in school, we are taught that um, like thinking about nothing, like daydreaming and not listening, for example, to the teacher is really wrong. But in fact, if you are able to control your daydreaming and, for example, you are just analyzing, I don't know what, what you are going to do in the future, you're analyzing your life, I don't know, whatever, like uh, this productive sort of um, maybe daydreaming is, after all, uh, even a good way to spend our time maybe uh, makes our life more me meaningful in a way. I don't know. Uh, I ha actually have this, uh, the thing I do sometimes, uh, as you know, I do I do a lot of physics, uh, different physics problems. Uh, and sometimes I just get stuck on a problem and I cannot do anything. Uh, and I just don't know how, 
for example, every time I do a problem, I try to visualize the system itself, how it would perform and how it would actually look like uh, in the real world. Uh, and sometimes it just it just doesn't work when I sit at my desk and just stare at my textbooks. Uh, and when I get into those slumps and I'm basically uh, basically I'm not able to solve the problem, I just lay on lay on my bed, close my eyes, and I just uh, actually try to uh, visualize the system itself, the problem itself uh, in my in my mind in a way. Um, and just think about about physics, about anything, just kind of building my inner inner world of uh, plans, ideas, and thoughts. I think it, it is it is very important for for people just to kind of look into yourself uh, and not always focus on the outside world, but also really really take care of your inside world okay uh so i think we've uh, we've said almost everything about creativity productivity and anything to do with hobbies and how are they related to our school and how we can actually squeeze in those uh, precious moments of uh of uh, actually simple leisure and creative work in our in our daily lives i think uh, we've talked in detail about uh how how you and how we can uh, improve our time management and find time for uh, such uh, things as sports or hobbies or uh, or basically anything that um that makes you more creative uh thank you so much for for doing this with me today. And thank you so much for sharing your uh, ideas and your experiences and sharing your tips on how to, um, and how to uh, actually how to uh, add some, uh, a pinch of creativity to, to, to our lives. Thank you. Thank you so much for doing that. And uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, thank you so thank much. You. Thank you all for watching. Uh, it was a huge pleasure to be here today and see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.